Martha's Vineyard is in a meltdown over 50 illegal aliens. The White House has no response for the ongoing border crisis. Plus, crime continues to surge across the country. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the Martha's Vineyard meltdown because there has never been a better example of the left-wing elitist Democrat hypocrisy than what we are seeing right now with Joe Biden's crisis at the southern border and how these supposedly kind, caring, welcoming Democrats want to deal with the crisis. It seems that these Democrats want as many illegal border crossers as possible as long as they don't have to deal with them. Let towns be overrun with crime and gangs and drugs as long as liberal enclaves don't feel the effects. So-called sanctuary cities like Chicago are in a state of panic, actual panic, because, well, they are being asked to provide sanctuary. Imagine that. And then there's Martha's Vineyard, the home of Barack Obama and other limousine liberals who are showing the rest of the country that, yes, indeed, there is a crisis at the southern border. Faced with 50, I repeat, 50 illegal aliens, not 500, not 5,000, not 50,000, but 50, the town went into a complete meltdown, called a state of emergency, brought in the National Guard, and deported the illegal border crossers from the island to a military installation. Here's some more background. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis sent two planes carrying 50 illegal immigrants to the summer vacation spot popular among wealthy elites to highlight the record influx of illegal immigrants at the southern border that has overwhelmed many border towns and exhausted their resources. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies, DeSantis spokesperson Taryn Fenske told Fox News Digital. Dukes County, which comprises 11 islands off the coast of Massachusetts, but is 99% represented by residents of Martha's Vineyard, voted overwhelmingly for President Biden in the 2020 election by a margin of 77.7%, to former President Trump's 20.6%. It's just amazing that Democrats are all in favor of the absolute lawlessness at the southern border, yet when faced with just 50 people, the town goes into a panic. Over 2 million illegal border crossings that we know about have happened this year. Over 2 million. The folks on Martha's Vineyard say they aren't equipped for this kind of thing. Here's some breaking news. No town is. That's why the border needs to be flat out closed immediately. There is not only no border security happening right now, but Biden and the Democrats continue to encourage people to come. They are doing nothing to stop them, but they expect towns in Texas and Arizona and other border states to handle the problem, as if the towns along the border exist solely to process illegal aliens. These are American towns with people going to work and going to school and just trying to make a living. Here's an example to put things in perspective for all those panicked people on Martha's Vineyard. We have the population of Martha's Vineyard, about 17,000. How many migrant encounters? 50. 
Then there's Del Rio, Texas. Population? It's about twice as big as Martha's Vineyard. Two times more population. How many illegal migrant encounters is it dealing with? About 50,000. 1,000 times more than Martha's Vineyard. 1,000 times. Enough is enough, folks. The southern border is wide open, and the number one function of the federal government is to keep the country secure. The Democrats are flooding the country with drugs, gangs, and human trafficking, and they are revealing that they are just fine with all of that, as long as people don't show up in their neighborhoods or disturb their golf games. It's pathetic. Okay, next let's look at the White House reaction to the humanitarian crisis at Martha's Vineyard. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre and her complete inability to answer any question. In particular, as it regards the massive influx of illegal border crossers since Joe Biden came into office. The Biden administration is criticizing Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for sending migrants to Martha's Vineyard. But DeSantis is saying that that is exactly what Joe Biden was doing when he was flying or busing migrants out of Texas in the middle of the night and dropping them off in towns around the country. The White House press secretary was asked about that comparison, and here's the exchange. I can respond to uh, Ron DeSantis' uh, comment that uh, this is apparently, um, you know, he, he said it was essentially no different than what the federal government has done in uh, sending, you know, flights in the middle of the night. That's what he's characterized it. Uh, you know, uh, taking migrants to various different states. Do you have a response to that? So we are offering solutions. That's what the Biden-Harris administration has been doing since day one. And offering solutions? Are you kidding me? Isn't it interesting that when asked about the economy or energy or the border, it's always the number one priority, yet these situations only get worse. Democrat policies are failing on the economy, crime, and yes, the border. Kamala Harris was asked about the border, and here was her response. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. So Kamala Harris's logic is that if you say something is a priority, like the border, it means it's secure. It's secure because it's a priority. Of course, that makes no sense, and they know it makes no sense. They want the border to be flooded because the Democrats think that they are bringing in new voters. But there's no faster place where Hispanics are turning away from the Democrats and embracing the Republican Party than along the border. In the meantime, America is seeing rising crime, drugs flooding into the country, and human trafficking, all because the Democrats are ignoring America's laws and America's borders for political gain. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre once again, this time giving her description of migrants being transported to Martha's Vineyard. These vulnerable migrants were reportedly misled about where they were headed, told they would be headed to, to Boston, misled about what they would be provided when they arrived, promised shelter, refuge, benefits, and more, 
These are the kinds of tactics we see from smugglers in places like Mexico and Guatemala. That's Joe Biden's White House. Is it any wonder why the American people have lost faith in Biden and the Democrats' ability to lead? They are pushing an agenda that does not put America first. And when they encounter problems, they have no answers. All right, next, let's talk about the rising crime situation going on across the country, because once again, it shows that under the Democrats' watch, the safety and security of the American people comes last. Crime is skyrocketing, and rather than focusing on keeping Americans safe, Democrats in the radical left are defunding the police and putting violent offenders back on the street with little or no bail. Guess what those people do? That's right, they commit more crimes. Presidential advisor and conservative commentator Steve Cortez published a column over the weekend that shows the fallout from Democrat policies that put criminals ahead of families. Cortez focuses on Illinois in general and Chicago in particular to highlight what he calls the unholy trinity of Democrats J.B. Pritzker, the governor, Lori Lightfoot, the Chicago mayor, and Kim Fox, the Soros-backed Cook County prosecutor. In the pre-lockdown year of 2019, Chicago saw 490 murders, a terrible number to be sure, but at that time, an improvement over prior years and a seemingly reasonable number compared to last year. In 2021, the city endured a staggering 800 homicides, a ghastly 25-year record. Aside from the terrible body count of corpses, most of them young black males, the broader misery for regular citizens ratchets far higher under the failed leadership of windbag politicians. For example, a carjacking epidemic intensifies in Chicago. In 2014, the city saw 303 vehicular hijackings. This year, per analysis from Wirepoints, the Windy City is on pace to suffer from 1,904 such terrifying acts of violence, the most ever on record. It's terrible what is happening. But Chicago is not some outlier. We see this happening all across the country. Videos are popping up from cities all over America where stores are looted by gangs of people just coming in, destroying a store or other business, and taking the merchandise. And Democrat-run governments are doing nothing about it. New Orleans has now become the per capita murder capital of the country, passing St. Louis. And the percentage increase over the last few years has been dramatic. New Orleans has overtaken St. Louis as the nation's murder capital with a 141% spike in homicides over the last several years. And a police consultant is recommending drastically shifting officers to patrol duty as a way to save the city, according to reports. As of September 11th, there have been 52 homicides per 100,000 residents in New Orleans, according to an examination by Fox News. In St. Louis, there have been 45 homicides per 100,000 residents as of September 17th. Homicides in the Big Easy jumped 141% compared with 2019 and 78% compared to 2021. Fox News recently did a report on rising crime in Washington, D.C. And the key takeaway is that crime is no longer just some inner city problem, something that happens in the bad part of town. Because of Democrat policies of not supporting law enforcement and treating criminals as if they were more important than the crime victims, we see violent crime spreading to all neighborhoods. Here's more on D.C. 
Across the nation's capital, violent crime is on the rise. Armed carjacking is up 74 percent. Robbery is up 13 percent and murder is up this year compared to this time last year, which ended at 20-year highs. Some businesses in Georgetown, one of Washington's premier neighborhoods, are closing their doors during the day and opening by appointment only. One store was robbed of $100,000 worth of merchandise. Inner cities, suburbs, you name it. Americans are sick of crime and they are realizing that Democrats are doing nothing about it. So next, with crime, the economy, and the border, how did those issues play in the 2020 midterm elections? And do those issues help or hurt Republicans? Do they help or hurt the Democrats? The answers are not only crystal clear, but overwhelming in that on the major issues on the minds of independent voters, those voters trust Republicans to solve the problems. Here's more. Voters overwhelmingly trust Republicans to manage the economy, a new poll ahead of this year's midterm elections suggests. Roughly 52% of voters said that they trust Republicans to manage the economy compared to 38% for Democrats, according to a poll conducted by the Times and Siena College, which measured the relative strength of both parties in advance of the election scheduled on November 8th. The economy has been the most important issue to voters heading into the polls. In a July edition of the same New York Times-Siena poll, 20% called it the most important problem facing the country today, while roughly 76% said that it would be extremely important to them as they vote. Poll after poll after poll show that the economy is the number one issue, and voters are rejecting the Democrats on that issue. What are some of the other top issues on the minds of swing voters? Crime and the border. If you ask Republicans what their top issues are, it's the cr economy, crime, and the border. So independents are lining up with Republicans on the issues and trusting Republicans on those issues. The Democrats have failed on the economy, failed on crime, failed on the border. So what are they going to talk about as the elections approach? They're going to talk about issues like abortion and health care. The problem is that independent voters are feeling the effects of Democrat policies on the economy, like jobs and inflation, on crime with police getting defunded and criminals out on the streets, and with the border that is bringing in a flood of gangs, drugs, and human trafficking, which also adds to the crime problem. These are issues that affect voters' ability to save, pay bills, enjoy life, and feel safe. While the Democrats push those other issues, the New York Times-Siena poll showed that voters consider economic issues more important than those issues being pushed by the Democrats by 18 points. That's huge, and Republicans need to keep on message. Joe Biden and the Democrats are pushing a socialist agenda that is hurting America, and the voters see it. Oil and gas jobs lead to an America that is energy independent. The Democrats want to kill those jobs for the Green New Deal and move our energy independence into the hands of Russia and China. Americans want to feel safe in their homes and in their neighborhoods, yet Democrats are not supporting law enforcement. The American people should and hopefully will send a message this November that kitchen table issues matter. Jobs, savings, safety, inflation, children's education, not indoctrination. We can do better than what the Democrats have given us. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, 
hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.